Thank you for listening to the Akuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, learning our purpose, and linking to our community. From wherever you are listening, welcome to the community. We hope you enjoy the message. Akuo, it's great to be with you once again. I'm always so fired up to be involved with these great conversations with you based on the word that God gave us to live out this year, which is ready. Y'all, we are ready. And the idea behind it is that we are ready, not somewhere in the future, but we are ready right now as currently constructed. We're all ready to make an impact on this world. We are ready to listen to God, love people, learn our purpose, and link to our community. And in the series that we are currently in, we've been taking a look at what a second nature looks like. How, can, how we can do all of those things, right? All four of those L's by leaning on what Jesus has asked us to do by developing a second nature. We can develop the nature of Jesus. That's what we are called to do, which you are ready for. You are ready to do those things in your life to turn that nature that you currently have into the nature of Jesus. And today we have a special guest joining us to deliver the message. And I'm so excited to have my wife, Lauren Cedveta, here with us to break down the next section in Jesus' most famous sermon, the Sermon on the Mount. Lauren has been in urban education with SAISD for the last 18 years. And y'all, she has a heart for our kids here in our community. Really, she just has a heart for our community in general. Above all of that, she has put up with being married to me for the last 15 years. It's a big heart right there. She has a great message lined up for you today. So without further ado, here is Lauren Cedavetta. Hello, Akuo. Thank you so much for having me today. Personal finance and money and contentment are all things that I'm interested in and super passionate about. And so I am thankful to Humby and to God for entrusting me to talk with you guys about these things today. When it comes to lessons on money, we've all had different experiences in our childhood and growing up. These types of things shaped the way that we see money. Growing up, for me, made me a little bit nervous. We always had enough. We always had our food, our shelter, our basic needs met, and even money for some extras. But there still was a little bit of anxiety in the house. There was still a little bit of a feeling like there wasn't always enough. And part of that might be because there actually wasn't. And part of it might be because my parents came from a humble background. Uh, Both Humby and my family have come from uh, family members where there wasn't always ton of money. There was multiple generations living in one house. They were working and living together to support each other emotionally and financially. And so because of that, there's always been a little bit of a stretch of money. But to this day, I am constantly in awe of what my parents have done to gain financial success and be more aware of their money. And some of the lessons that they have taught me, I've carried with me. Some of these were, first, they told me, Don't use credit cards. They can be very dangerous and they can ruin your life if you're not responsible with them. So that always scared me. Two, when you start your life, don't buy all new furniture. When you get your first house, your first apartment, you're gonna wanna fill it with all the things that you love and that is going to set you up for failure if you don't have that money. The third one was, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. So I've tried to follow those three lessons And I still think of these today. I always am checking our credit card statements. I'm always a little worried that we're going to go into debt, 
but not pay it off on time. Our house is also full of furniture from a combinized teenage years and college years in our house. It's 20 years old in some cases. Also, Humby and I are both in fulfilling work. We both love the work that we do. I've been working in urban education for the past 18 years. I fight for social justice and equity in our urban schools, and I am following God every single day, and I love every minute of it, almost. So that's what my parents taught me about money. What about Jesus? In Matthew 6, 19 through 21, it says, Don't store up treasures here on earth, where moths eat them and rust destroys them, and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven, where moths and rust cannot destroy, and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Jesus is trying to give us some helpful advice. How many of us, when we think about money, it brings up uncertainty and anxiety? Maybe it even brings up resentment with family members. I get it. I've been there. I felt that anxiety. And this negative feeling goes all the way back into biblical times as well. In ancient Israel's, the Pharisees thought that if you were wealthy, then things were going spiritually well for you. They wanted people to have they wanted to have nice things so people would think that they were spiritually healthy. They would pray and fast so they could receive all these rewards. They thought that they would get these things through obedience to God. And they were worried about what they looked like on the outside. And we know Jesus is worried about the inside. Does this happen to you? Do you ever look at your bank account and think, oh my gosh, what is going on? Our bank account is not blessed. I must not be obeying God. Or is it another physical situation like health? Are you thinking, why am I sick? Why is my family member sick? We must not be praying enough. We must not be doing it right. Do we still have that idea that religious holy people will be blessed only? This is not what Jesus is saying here. He says, all these earthly things, including earthly possessions, mean nothing. Houses, cars, gadgets, home decor, moths and rust will destroy them all. God wants to give us heavenly treasure. He wants us to develop a second nature, his second nature. When Jesus talks about storing up treasures, in the Greek word, he uses the word thesaros as the word treasure. So in this meaning, it means to treasure up, store, hoard, stockpile for personal advantage. God doesn't want this for our life with those earthly possessions. Does this happen to you? Are you ever watching TikTok or Instagram Reels or Facebook Reels, which is just TikTok for old people, and you see perfect houses with beautiful kitchens and huge yards, or the sleekest, fastest, but also most fuel-efficient cars, or the color-coded pantry organization system that will make your house perfect. If we have the latest iPhone or watch, this was free in a raffle, by the way, we will have it all together. Jesus says these things are all pointless. There are biblical verses that say, give up all your possessions and give them to the poor. And if that's you, you should listen. But if you're not hearing that, is there another way that we can look at our possessions too? How can we use our possessions in a way that they won't be eaten by moths and rust? For us, for me and Humby, it makes me think about when we got our house. When we got our house, we couldn't believe it. It was huge and beautiful and perfect more than we ever imagined. We weren't looking for a house like that. We were looking for a small, 
fixer-upper, starter home that definitely wasn't on the brown street signs in our neighborhood. But this house practically fell into our laps overnight and it was in our budget. Like, what was happening? It was prayerfully purchased, just very hard prayed for from our friends and family. And so we knew it was a gift from God. And as soon as we got it, we said, God, this house is yours. We know there is no way we could have gotten this house on our own. So we want to serve you with our house. Please show us how. And so with that posture in our house, we have hosted Bible studies that have lasted for years. We have fed young adults weekly for months on end. We've hosted community meet and greets for all of our neighbors. We've mentored and advised UTSA students following in our career paths. We've counseled church members and community members in our rooms. We have fed weary souls at our table who just needed a little bit of love and encouragement. We've bathed and provided rest for people without shelter. We provided living spaces for people who needed extra financial, emotional, and spiritual support. My personal favorite is that we also are the Akuo storage house. So we store all things Akuo everywhere, including our fridge that's taken up halfway with our coffee supplies each week. So when I start feeling that little bit of frustration or annoyance, I am reminded this is God's house, not mine. And that helps me get back on track. Now you might be thinking, that's awesome, Lauren. You obeyed God wonderfully. But there's a flip side to this. On the other side, I have an embarrassing confession for you guys. Before I tell you that, I must remind you, I got married to Humby 15 years ago. He was a sports reporter, not a pastor. I am not an OG pastor's wife. This is my excuse for many ungodly things that I do in my life. Our story goes back to our car. So about four years ago, Humby and I started on a personal financial journey. We did all the steps, we paid off our debt, we saved our emergency fund, then we saved up money to buy our used car cash. And I think because of all that, our car felt like it was ours. Like we earned it, we did this, it was all on us. And so because of that, we have not been as giving with our car. I remember one week after we purchased our brand new car, Humby was serving the community by buying paletas for the 4th of July parade. And so he got the paleta cart and shoved it into the back of our car. And while doing so, scraped the whole interior roof up really bad. And I was so mad. As soon as he told me, I told him, you will never use this car for church again. And I was telling my coworker this story and she said, oh, so as for you and your car, you will not serve the Lord. And she was joking, but it always made me think, is this my car or is this God's car? So I'm still working on that. What about you? Is there a way you can use your money, your house, your car, your technology, not to be destroyed by moths and rust, but to store up treasures in heaven? What does it look like to store up treasures in heaven? It's not as easy as buying something at home goods and storing up treasures in your house. Storing up treasures in heaven takes time and commitment. When we serve God with our resources and stay close to him, when we spend money on what he wants us to spend it on, we receive these treasures where we can feel his presence, we can feel his closeness, we feel that time spent in community with him. These are all the types of things that bring true contentment. God has blessed us with time and talent and resources. So how can we use these to serve others instead of ourselves? So if the money part hasn't gotten you yet and convicted you, 
maybe your time or your talents might. This also makes me think of another thing that I have that I try to serve God with, and it's my voice. So three years ago, I had a benign tumor removed from my neck. And when they removed, removed it, they cut a nerve and it paralyzed one of my vocal cords. And I remember waking up from the surgery, and one of the first things I did was text my boss and say, I can't do my job anymore. Like, I can't talk. And a huge part of my job is talking. And she, of course, was like, don't worry about it. We've got it taken care of. Like, just heal yourself. Don't even think about it. And I also thought, I'll never be able to talk at church. Like, I'll never be able to give a sermon. At the time, I had spoken at a few ministries, and I was thinking, my voice is gone. I'll never be able to serve God in that way. Now, over time, God has begun healing my voice, and it's not perfect. It still comes in and out. It's still not very strong, but even though it's not what it used to be, I still wanted to serve God with what I have. And so as we close this section, I want you to think of all these things in this way. Wherever your credit card expenses are, there the desires of your heart will also be. Whatever takes up time on your planner for your screen time report, there the desires of your heart will also be. Where you use your talents, there the desires of your heart will also be. Let's take a look at the next thing God wants us to hear from Matthew. Matthew 6, 22 through 24 says, your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. What does this mean? Hummy talked a few weeks ago about our eyes being a distraction with lust sometimes. For me, it was another way. I've always been aware of others' home decor. A while back, around 2016, it was Fixer Upper and Joanna Gaines. I wanted all the products she had. I wanted all the looks she made. I wanted my house to look exactly like hers. And so I started to become discontent with our 20-year-old furniture and our peeling paint and our cracks on our walls. And so I started constantly dreaming about the next best thing I could buy for my house. I started thinking even about other houses and getting on realtor.com for no reason at all, just to look at newer kitchens and bigger backyards and better houses. And I wasn't actually doing any of these things. We didn't have money to actually buy the decorations or buy a new house, so I wasn't committing the sin, but I was just looking, like Humby talked about a few weeks ago. That was absolutely me. And at one point, I even felt convicted like I was cheating on my house. My dream house that I was just talking about, that God had blessed me with, all of a sudden was not enough. I deserve more. I deserve better. Like, what? I don't, what was going on? I had to put a stop to HGTV and Pinterest for a little while. You want to know something interesting? So I've always been fascinated with this contentment idea, uh, and I've struggled with it. And so I've researched it a lot over the years. Um, and to hear what Jesus says about finances, and one of the most interesting things that I have found is, have you guys heard that verse that says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength? We've seen it on the t-shirts. We've seen it on the posters on the wall. We think about it for our next job interview or that next CrossFit competition. Like, I can do all things with Christ who gives me strength. 
But do you know where that verse falls in scripture? Paul was writing a letter to the Philippians. It says, I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. So Paul knew one of the hardest things we would ever face was just being content. So I'm up here saying to be careful with our hearts, but I know it's not easy. God knows it's not easy for us. Now, for me these days, I'm in a better place. I can responsibly watch some of these shows and Pinterest again. I'm not saying you shouldn't decorate your house. I think God wants us to have these things, but I do think we need to check our hearts. Are we getting these things because we think we deserve them and not thanking God and we're not grateful for them? It's a slippery slope. And I think that's why Jesus says we can't serve both God and money. One will have to give. Let's move on to the next thing Jesus tells us. That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Now this part is difficult for me to read. I recognize my privilege and my advantage. I was raised in a loving middle-class home that valued education. My physical and emotional needs were taken care of so that I could get an education and I could get a career that allows me to live comfortably. So I stand here and I recognize that privilege. God and my parents provided these things for me. So I know it can sound hypocritical for me to say these things and read these things to you. I don't know hunger. I don't know living without shelter. I don't know what it's like to not have my medical needs not being taken care of. And I almost feel ashamed in that when I read those verses to you. If you do know some of these things, and I know there are a lot of us here at Akua that do, I acknowledge that what you're going through is hard. And I don't think that's necessarily what God had in mind for you. He wants you, you to have food and your clothing needs to be met. He wants you to have shelter. I want to encourage you in asking for these things daily. This does not mean that you're not receiving God's blessing because these things are happening to you. He is with you and he is for you. He wants to give you these earthly things and also heavenly treasures. So where does that leave me? Where does that leave the rest of us that are kind of in the middle? God says all his living things will be taken care of and not to worry. So how do you think he wants to do that? Us. We are God's hand and feet. Our money is his money. Our resources, time, and talents, they're all his. What do you think he wants us to do with all these resources? Buy another Stanley Cup? This was the birthday gift, by the way. Or is he counting on us to feed his birds and clothe his flowers? This might echo what Zach was talking about a few weeks ago. We are God taking care of the earth. How can we get more in tune with that? Okay, what if you're like, all this sounds real right now. I believe everything you're saying and reading. The first step we can take 
in this endeavor is to make sure we believe in Jesus, that Jesus is who he said he is. All the things that we've heard about today are true and come from him. The way we can start storing up heavenly treasures is by first believing in him, that Jesus came to earth, lived a perfect life, sacrificed that life, and rose back into heaven. If you believe these things, you're in. You are a part of all of this work. If you have never believed that, or you want to reconfirm that belief, we can pray about this right now. That just means we're gonna have a conversation between you and Jesus. I'll ask the rest of us in our community to all pray along with you, because here at Akuo, nobody ever has to pray alone. So let's bow our heads and pray. And let's say, Jesus, I believe in you and what you did here on this earth and on the cross. Today, the best way I know how, I give you my life. Thank you for loving me. Amen. Now let's come back together really quick. I know we've gone over a lot today and you have a lot to think about. So what we're going to do is take a minute to listen to what God has to say to you. You might hear something, you might get an image, you might not. No matter what the result, God sees our heart and that we are willing to listen to what he has to say to us. So I'm going to give us about two minutes and I want you to think about this question. God, how can I use the resources, time, and talents you have entrusted me with to do your work here on earth? So we'll take two minutes to listen to God and I will close us up in a prayer. God, thank you for all the blessings you had given me. My resources, my shelter, my time, my body, your love. Help me to see how I can use these resources to do your work here on earth. Help me to not store up earthly treasures, but heavenly treasures. Show me what that looks like. Forgive me for my greed, my selfishness, my pride, my anxiety about money. Please take away my greed and materialism so that I can be your hands and feet on this earth. I also pray that you will continue to provide for me my daily needs, my daily bread, and all of my other needs. I trust that you will. God, I pray that you speak to me on these topics and show me what you want me to do. 
I know you will talk to me and guide me, and I thank you in advance for that. I ask all of these things in your name. Amen. All right, will y'all join me in thanking Lauren for a great message today? You know, you can throw a fire emoji in the chat or dancing lady or just wherever you are, just clap out loud. This is a lady that definitely has all the heavenly gifts and all the heavenly treasures because she puts up with me all the time. So there's that. Now, before we go, let me share a few things that we have going on. We'll be having our dinner groups meeting up once again. We are gonna be hosting these meals in dining rooms across our area from July 21st, 22nd, and the 23rd. If you're interested in hosting one of those, you can reach out to me at humby.setveta at akuo.church, or you can scan the QR code on the screen to sign up and host a group. In a few weeks, we'll be able to put up those groups for you to join one of those meals. Now, for the last few years, we have been a part of the Monticello Park Neighborhood Association 4th of July Parade, and we will be doing the same this year. Now, this is a time, if you don't know what this is, this is a time where families in our community come together to make some floats, walk around the pocket park there across the street from Jefferson High School, and then just kind of have some fun. What we will be doing as a Kuo Church is we will be handing out paletas and cold drinks and doing our best to link to the community. We would love to have you join up with us for a great hangout this Tuesday, right? This Tuesday morning, be sure and show up for that. Now, another way that we are linking to our community is through a partnership with Christian Assistance Ministry. We're helping kids that are in family that are in families that are in need of school supplies for the upcoming year. Cam will connect us with the students, and then we will adopt them and buy a backpack filled with their supplies. We have a wide range of ages from pre-K through high school, and we have all the info for you for all those kids today. So if you want to be a part of this, you're not here in person with us, please reach out to me at humby.sedveta at akuo.church, or you can call or text the church at 210-901-8785. And just know that these go quickly. Uh, they have gone for the last few years, so be sure and get on this early. Now, each year, the organization of Akuo makes sure that we kind of set a couple aside so we are taking care of some of those kids as well. And I just want you to know that when you're a generous here to Akuo, it goes towards things like that. Us reaching out to our community, linking to them, and serving them in the best way possible. We do our best to give our time, talents, and treasure to make sure that people in our community get what they need and sometimes get more than what they need. So when you're generous here to Akuo, you are really being generous to your community through Akuo. And we all know that we serve a God that wants us to be generous, right? We, want, uh, we serve a God that wants us to be generous with the church, with our time, and all those things. And when it comes to giving here at Akuo, I want you to know I'm not hung up on the amount or the percentage that you should be giving or anything like that. I just want you to listen. I want you to ask him how much you should be giving. Trust that little voice, that random thought. And that's what you should be doing. Not storing up treasures, but leveraging what you have to help your community. Now, if you aren't sure where to start, maybe you haven't heard from God yet. One of the many ways that you can express your generosity here at Akuo is through the biblical method of giving called tithing, which just means giving a first fruit 10% offering to your storehouse, which is the local church. That could be a place that you start right there. Now, if you are in a position where the celebration of generosity and giving isn't a possibility for you right now, things might be really tough for you and your family, y'all, that's okay. If things are tough for you right now, please allow us to help you out. That's what the church exists for. We want to be linked to you during your tough time. So if you need anything at all, please reach out to us. Or if you know someone that needs some help, also let us know. 
To do that, all you have to do is go to our website, akua.church, and click on the Contact Us link. You can also send an email to us at help at akua.church, or you can call or text the church at 210-901-8785. Now, if you are willing to give here at Akua Church, the way that you can do that is by giving to our website, akua.church. And when you get there, all you have to do is click on the giving link and follow the on-screen instructions to go ahead and give in that way. We also have our text to give option for that. All you have to do is text AKUO, A-K-O-U-O, and the dollar amount you wanna to give to the number 77977. Now, if you don't wanna give electronically, we also have our PO box available if you would like to send your gift through a check. For that, all you have to do is mail your check to AKUO at PO box 100, 125, San Antonio, Texas. 78201. All right, y'all, that's all that I have for you today. I just want you to know that I love and appreciate all of you, and our Akuo team will be praying for you now, and we will continue to pray for you throughout the entire week. Now, before we go, will you just allow me to pray over you one last time? So, Jesus, I thank you for today. I thank you for, for the way that you have shown us how we are supposed to be generous and open with everything that we have. I pray that as we go from here as we shut our laptops and turn off our phones and TVs and all the things that, that we were listening to your word through, I pray that you would remind us of how generous you've been to us. And I pray that you would allow us to have that generosity overflow to every single person we come across this week. We thank you for everything, Jesus, and we love you. And we pray all these things in your name. Amen. All right, that's all that we have for you today. We'll see you on 4th of July at the Pocket Park next to Jefferson High School. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.